For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros. With your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blubber. What is up, H-Town? Welcome to episode 26 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. It's a happy day after a no-no um, on a uh, lovely, cloudy Thursday morning. Uh, my name is Jeff Balky and my partner, of course, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Blum, here with me. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, of course, also on YouTube. Um, be sure to like and subscribe to keep up with us and give us a follow at Believe in Astros. Uh, in fact, our uh, the YouTube uh, channel just gave us allowed us to have a nickname so now you can find us at youtube.com slash at believe in astros which is cool um nice. you can you can find uh, me at jeff at jeff balky and blummer at blummer 27 um let me let me blummer uh how are your feelings today obviously yesterday a little bit of a a, a bummer um what about today how are you feeling this morning uh, my spirits have been lifted just a bit. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's not that you ever really lose faith, you know, because you're down two to one in the in that series for the Astros. And as a fan, you're going, man, we got destroyed five home runs, seven runs, didn't score a run on offense. And it's really easy to kind of lose faith and lose hope. But at the same time, baseball is such a fickle, crazy, humbling, exciting, energetic type game. And who knew that the Astros were going to flip the script in the way they did? I can only imagine the excitement of a Philadelphia fan saying, we just pumped out five bombs against Lance McCullers Jr. to score seven runs and shut down that offense to wake up and finish game four and be like, holy hell, what just happened? Five bombs to no hits in 24 hours. It's, I, you, you said it right. I mean, baseball is just it's a humbling game i mean probably more than more than any other really uh because of just the the quirks and and how things can go from one uh from one game to the next word for our sponsor bet online uh basketball is back and bet online remains your number one source for all sports betting needs this season you'll always find the latest odds team matchup info player news and game trends at bet online and as your continued source for all sports wagering information bet online features live betting free contests and giveaways all season long I wonder what the oh, I wonder what the no, bet on a no no would have been last night. <laughs> That's what I was just going to ask you. <laughs> I, I was mean, what was the payout on the no hitter in the World Series? A payout on a no hitter in the it had to be like five hundred to one at least, well, it, I would think. And it's only that is the 
what it's only the second one in World Series history. The previous right. one was a perfect game by Don Larson. And 56. <laughs> I mean, that's just incredible. Uh, always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MA, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf, or no hitters. Uh, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Make sure and use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Um, you know, I said it yesterday when we were talking, and I said, is it wrong of me to trust Christian Javier as much as I do? And God bless him. My, yeah, we uh, talked thoughts, about that, yeah. My thoughts were, were rewarded. I mean, it's very difficult to, to put into context. Like, for me, last night watching it, it's like, oh, it's a no-hitter, it's great. But then you start thinking about that this has only happened twice in the history of the World Series, which has been going on since 1903. We're talking 119 years. Do the math. One, two, three. Carry the four. Um, We're talking almost 120 years. I mean, 120 years, (laughs) and it's been done twice. And the only other time, like you said, was a perfect game by Don Larson in 1956. The catcher was Yogi Berra. (laughs) I mean, think about that for a minute. The guy who we quote all the time, you know, jokingly, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to comprehend it. And Christian Javier came out there and just started mowing guys down from beat one. And and going into that game, like you you said about Christian Javier, we 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 love this guy. And yeah. the reason we love this guy is just because of that calm demeanor. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's if what I love is when these guys get to this level and get into the playoffs, you're on this national stage, you get to you get to introduce yourself to everybody across the country. And a lot of people just got introduced to Christian Javier. Their impression obviously is going to be a much greater than uh, maybe they anticipated, but we always yeah. knew that he was competitive. He was good. His fastball played. The occasional slider was very good. But in liking him, you want so much for somebody that you like. And he yeah. went out there and achieved the ultimate goal in the World Series. And that was really, if you put everything in context, think about the importance of that game to the Houston Astros. They yeah. were down 2-1 to one in the first game of three games in Philadelphia. Going into Game Four, they knew they need. It, it wasn't. It, it was almost a must-win for them to to not fall behind three and one, right. with the potential of a closeout game the last day in Philly. Now they've definitely forced an opportunity to get back in front of home fans, which I absolutely love and yeah. I've talked about. But for him to step up on that stage and do what he did was absolutely remarkable, and he did it in that El Reptile demeanor where he, he was just uh, just a silent assassin, just calm as could be, and just proceeded to, to step through each at bat and just wiping out uh, Philly hitters who were probably coming into this game extremely confident about how they swung the bats the night before and got completely, literally shut down. Well, you and I have talked about it since the first time we started talking about the World Series, and that is their susceptibility to the high heat. Um, Unbelievable, and, right? And Javier just kept coming with it. He kept changing their eye, uh, their their level of their eyes by throwing mm-hmm. up in the zone and then throwing those breaking pitches down. Um, he was remarkable, and I <laughs> some, they said it on the broadcast last night. I don't think his facial expression changed until the last out. Even in the dugout, he was just. I mean, the guy is just every a shot blank. they had him. He was just deadpan. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, there are some guys. You know, they talk about guys where their heart rate slows down. You know, in big moments or stays the same 
and other guys where they get revved up. I mean, he is clearly a guy who's got his blood pressure under control. I mean, just yeah, just I, I, unbelievable. I, I was, I wonder sometimes watching him pitch against other teams, because in this day and age of the bat flips and the you know mm-hmm. shooting the arrow to the sky and uh, swords and yeah. whatever it is that and these this, guys this, do, this. yeah, like you know just all these all these antics and swagger and all whatever you want to call it, he consistently goes out there, wipes you out, turns around and grabs the baseball back with an expression expressionless face. I wonder if that gets to the other team like they're going. Why isn't this guy reacting? Because when you don't react, it's almost as if you expect it, and that makes it hurt a little bit more. Because I'm going, right. man, that was a nasty pitch. He made a great pitch. Why isn't he happy about it? Did he expect to get me out with that pitch? And then I'm even more pissed when I go back to the dugout. He doesn't punch. He doesn't punch the air. He doesn't like do anything. He's just and and it really, you know, it's interesting in in this day and age too, where I think fans expect uh, players yeah. to be demonstrative in their in their behavior great point he's not and yet it, it's it's a good lesson for a lot of people particularly in baseball because it is such a long season it's a grind and as craig biggio has said i mean i don't know how many times he said it you can't get too high you can't get too low mm-hmm. you know you just go out there every day it's like the bull durham thing where they just get you know he's like i just taken it one day at a time and god willing things will work out and he is <laughs> you know and and christian javier seems to be the living embodiment of that mindset mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. fantastic yeah but i think you need to go back to what you talked about with the elevated fastball because you went in a lance mccullers start 18 percent fastball and then you go to christian javier obviously two totally different pitchers but at the same time, understood, like we all did, that the elevated fastball can get to the Philadelphia Phillies. He threw 72% fastballs. And the really? other thing, What's yeah, that? 72%. And I also want to point out something else. The average velocity on that fastball, 93.4. In this day and age of 95 plus, 100 miles an hour, uh, max effort type pitching, 93.4 played against the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series to uh, get that combined no-hitter started. Well, that's mostly because of just great pinpoint location, and he had some movement on his fastball as well. Guys just couldn't get a barrel on it. They just couldn't get it. And that riding fastball, you know, I I actually I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this, but the the (laughs) riding fastball is pretty interesting. I saw uh, uh, one of those sports science shows like a couple of years ago and they talked about how you know it's a, it, the balls don't actually rise it's not yes, there is no correct. such thing as that but most fastballs dive right that's kind of because your arm is pitched you're throwing downward towards the plate and so the ball naturally wants to go down to have a guy have a release point where the ball just stays flat or just barely moves down a little bit it's got to be incredibly difficult to see and hit a pitch like that when you're expecting every single one of them to drop down into the zone. Yeah, it, I mean, we really could get into the weeds, like you said, and really try and talk this thing out. But his spin rate is so incredible that the ball just kind of flattens out. It doesn't necessarily rise like you're talking about. But you know, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you know the pitcher is on an elevated mound, throwing with an elevated arm angle, and there's some tilt. And what we talk about tilt is that angle coming down towards the catcher. 
And what that fastball does when it eventually has that kind of spin rate and kind of flattens out a little bit, instead of having that downward trajectory, it'll just tilt up just a little bit and it won't drop to the earth as quickly as some of these other pitches. And that's where it, I mean, there's a word for it, but it, you know, it kind of messes with your mind a little bit. I can't mm -hmm. use it on the podcast because I'm trying to have this little <laughs> kid friendly, but you know, it'll mess with your mind because you're going, why isn't this ball on the trajectory I'm anticipating? And it's because that spin rate keeps it from dropping down in the zone where you anticipate it. And when you swing where you anticipate and that ball doesn't have the uh, drop that it normally does, you swing under it, you pop it up and it's mm -hmm. awesome. And especially if you start at the top of the zone, there's really, you got to get your hands so high above that baseball to try and compete with it, that it's almost, it's counterintuitive as a hitter. And that's why, that's why he's so effective and why he's brilliant with that fastball. Yeah, and excellent use of the pen as a visual aid, I might add. <laughs> For those who uh, didn't see this, you might want to check YouTube. This Blummer's giving it, he's, he's uh, giving us all an education on uh, the rising fastball. Um, mm. We should not obviously leave out the fact that this was a combined no-hitter. Um, yeah. Three relievers. Brian Abreu, came, first of all, Damn. Brian Abreu is ridiculous. I mean, I don't know what else we can say about this guy. That uh -huh. guy is just 99 99 100 98 99 just like if, if we Man, talked about wipe right out before, slider at 90 to 92 and we talked about right before this a lot of the pitching last night seemed violent i mean it wasn't it was it was like angry pitching well, and brian abreu is the yeah. embodiment of that speaking of one of my favorite words in baseball is malevolent because you know, i usually <laughs> typically word use that for hitters you know most notably Jordan Alvarez because yes. he just takes malevolent hacks the ball goes 450 feet but I, I agree with you Abreu came in with malicious intent last night it was unbelievable how he came out and was really kind of you can almost watch the delivery as he released the baseball he was almost you know forcing that baseball through the zone but it jumped out of his hand at 99 miles an hour and then i was really impressed with the ability to locate the slider at the same time because sometimes brian can get the high velocity which is great rush it through the zone and then he'll over boogie on that fastball a little bit and pull it out of the zone but he was on point with the fastball slider last night and really kind of set the tone after he came in for christian javier that's what was great about it i'm gonna tell you something else right now blummer the name of my next album for sure is Over Boogie. I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you right now. I'm telling you, it works. That is the name of my next yep. record, Over Boogie. If that's not a name already of an album, then somebody has messed up. Um, <laughs> then you come in with Montero, who also is another you know uh, high leverage, high velocity guy. Um, just again, just uh, with some violence and some real uh, intent with his pitching. Yeah. And he's got good three pitches, fastball, slider, changeup, and he's also got that same, you know, Brian Abreu is a little more animated when he's on the mound, but then you bring mm -hmm. in Montero, who's very similar to Christian Javier, right. who kind of has, I mean, it's almost a workmanlike attitude. And I love the fact that these guys come out with that attitude and just say, I'm going to come at you. It's going to be a competition. You're going to get me maybe sometimes, but more often than not, I'm going to go out and win the battle. And when I do, I'm just going to turn around, watch my guys throw it around the diamond. I'm going to grab that baseball back from Alex Bregman. I'm going to step on the mound and treat the next guy the same way. And mm -hmm. that, that workman type mentality, I think was excellent in the sense that they got the five run lead and none of these guys out of the bullpen really changed their mindset. They pitched as if it was a tie game, one run game, and they were going out there trying to eliminate those hitters and get their offense back to the plate. That's what was awesome to watch. 
And I think you have to. I mean, given the fact that the you know yeah. the, that these teams are so potent. I mean, the Astros scored yes. all the runs in the fifth inning. You know, so uh, a big inning from the Phillies is not anything to be shocked by. And these Presley, two ballparks, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they really. I mean, as we've said all along, one of the keys to this game is to avoid the big inning. Yep. Um, it's it's super crucial, and and the Astros were able to do that last night. And then Presley comes in, um, you know, finishes it off, and just you know, takes care of business. This reminds me a little bit of the was it Dotel Lidge Wagner? Tri- oh man, trio. It I got to play the, third base behind that stuff, man. You talk about just say, taking your was... glove off, crossing your arms, and going, "Wow, this is awesome!" <laughs> right? I mean, that's what it feels a little bit like. That was dominant back then, and this is dominant now. And we have any and Ryan Stanek didn't even pitch. I mean, yeah, because he know, looked filthy the this. night before. You're right, right, exactly. So we should also say, as we're mentioning this, um, that Christian Vasquez was the catcher last night. It was not Martin Maldonado, and good on him. What a what a call, well called game by him, and he really kept everybody just focused and, and just very impressive. Uh, Christian Javier, man, you know he he's man. He could be really be that secret weapon in these last couple of games to get the win to go to the World Series or win the World Series, yeah. just because. He that energy he had behind the plate. It was almost after that first inning, you know, his ears kind of perked up and pinned back and went, "Okay, Javi's got it, yep. and we are going to go after these guys and attack it." Because, you know, it's one thing for a pitcher to have that kind of confidence, but when you get that reassurance from your catcher and that energy that's exuding from him as he's so excited to push the pitch count numbers and yeah. get you to come towards home plate, that I think kind of really invigorated what Christian Javier had and gave him the confidence to execute those pitches. Because if you're on the same page, you don't have to think too much. You just have to grab the pitch and go. And I think that really kind of helped what Christian Javier was doing with having Christian Vasquez doing what he was doing behind the plate. And then, of course, he puts together some great at-bats and uh, was a lot of fun to watch. And it was just one thing I really appreciated is that that was a game yesterday that Five nothing win in the no hitter was something that we became accustomed to during the regular season, and I think it was great to see the Astros as a team recognize, yeah, we're we're still those guys. We can go out there and win. I agree with you, and and especially you know all five runs in one inning, no long balls, just timely hitting, and also yeah. a, a a timely shot to a Jordan Alvarez's backside. Um, well, man, that that kind of that kind of gave him some hope, man. Right, I took a ninety-nine mile an hour heater right into the butt. I mean, let's be honest, yeah. that's what he took. Well, the let's be honest. Part of the well, body, yeah. <laughs> well, it's a great part of the body, number one, because there's a lot of muscle, but also Jordan signing that big contract. That wallet gets in the way, and you're like, ah, that's all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Either it turns around, he's like, just hit me in this big fat wallet. It's all yeah. good. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. I that obviously a big inning. Uh, that nothing bigger than Bregman's uh, oh, his double off his of postseason tri- clutch gene is uh, it needs to be replicated by somebody. They need yeah, he's unbelievable. An opposite field double off of a crazy pitch too. I mean, it wasn't an easy pitch to hit. That was a high fastball, uh, kind of away. I mean, yep. and he just stuck his bat out there, took it the other way, and hooked that thing into the corner. Um, really, just exactly what we expect from this Astros team. We saw that last night for sure yeah well great pitching good defense timely hitting and they got all the timely hits they 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 recognized a weakness in the in the pitching 
of the Philadelphia Phillies by getting those base runners on finally started to create that kind of pressure, mm-hmm. force Rob Thompson's hand to go in there and get Alvarado. He doinks Alvarez, and of course, you know, Alex Bregman, understanding situations as well as he does, knew that he was going to have to put together a great at bat, which he's been doing his entire postseason career, and got a pitch up out over the plate that he could handle and rifled it into right field. You know, that was those, those are back breaking moments in games. Mm-hmm. Well, especially because you have to feel like maybe it unsettled Alvarado a little bit. First pitch yeah, comes right. in and hits, you know, uh, the first thing, only all he wants to do is try to contain this disaster. And the first mm-hmm. thing he does, the very first pitch out of his hand, hits Jordan Alvarez. He was brought in to face Alvarez, lefty on lefty. And so that's got to unsettle a guy a little. And he comes right back against Bregman and has to reset. And I can't imagine that was easy for him. We head into game five. And it's Verlander versus the bullpen. So Verlander had a terrible... He hasn't been good, you know, uh, except for one game this postseason. But he does have a high heater. And (laughs) you've got to think that Verlander watched Christian Javier last night and was like, all right, I I don't know if if he spent a little time looking at his own mechanics. um, Because it was obviously his mechanics were off in game one. Yeah. Uh, what are you expecting to see from him tonight? Well, I think you're right. You've got to go to school a little bit, a little bit, and make adjustments. And uh, he, he's he's been one of the better guys, and really kind of embraced the analytics since coming over to the Astros, and kind of tinkering with the mechanics and trying to get the right feel. Uh, he's one of the he's one of the most prepared, hardworking starters. That's why he's still pitching at this level at 39 years old. But like you said, I think. I think once you get to a certain age and you've accomplished certain things of being an all-star, being an MVP, winning mm-hmm. multiple Cy Youngs, and then you start to say, okay, where's this legacy heading? In the regular season, phenomenal. In the postseason, there's been some hiccups. And I think you know, you're know you only as good as your last start kind of idea. Yeah, This could be the last start of 2022, that, w- that which will be a Cy Young year for him. And will be an opportunity for him to put his team ahead three to two on the road and bring them home with an opportunity to close out a World Series. I think there's a lot of factors going into this, and then hearing him talk about making the adjustments like you just talked about to the delivery and putting that in combination <laughs> with watching what Christian Javier was able to do and his kind of approach. Hopefully, all of that. I'm trying to channel all of that positive <laughs> energy and all right. of that, uh, you know, all that history and potential into one start for him to get him go out there and hopefully win that first World <laughs> Series game for him. And if he's able to go out there and execute that fastball, fastball at the top part of the zone, because he has maybe about two two miles an hour more than yeah. Christian Javier, so does that play well at the top of the zone? I think that's something he's got to explore early on. And if he does get those guys up in the zone, then that turbo slider works down to keep them, like you said, changing eye level, changing speeds. But that being said, I think there's also a lot of emphasis on how Dusty Baker handles the situation. Yeah. Because will if, if he sees Justin Verlander start to get in trouble, he may have to be a little bit quicker in going out there and going to that bullpen to kind of squash any opportunity the Phillies create yeah. and then try and manage that game that way. I think that's going to be paramount. Because you got to remember, too, Friday's an off day, so you can blow yeah. not blow these guys out, but you can use maybe these arms a little more aggressively than you have in the past. Well, and you still have Hunter Brown, and you still have Ryan Stanek, oh, yeah. and that you guy. still have Jeez. Yeah, and yeah, I know you still have Luis Garcia. Um, oh. like, you know, I mean, it's again the embarrassment of riches. 
Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, you have guys that you can throw out of the bullpen that can take multiple innings if you need be. I have a good feeling about Verlander tonight. I feel like he's going to... He, we've talked about all year long about how he is the ultimate competitor. That he, mm-hmm. uh, when he goes out there, he is, um, you know, pitching with... Uh, a certain level of hostility with a certain level of understanding of his place in baseball. And I feel like this, like you said, this could be, let's be honest, this could be his last game as an Astro. Um, You're right. We don't know That's something to happen. think about. And, and this, this, and it could potentially be his last trip ever to the World Series. I mean, depending on how long he plays and what position he's in. So mm-hmm. you know that that's got to weigh on him. It's got to be part of his mentality. And if he's going out and this pitching against Noah Syndergaard and a bunch of bullpen guys, this is his, this, you would think this is his best opportunity to really show. Because, you know, they're going to be swinging like crazy because they know yeah. that the Astros are going to come out and try to put every ball in play, do like what they do, you know, make contact. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and so they're going to be doing the same thing because they want uh, they, they feel like they're going to have to score runs uh, to win in this game. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, as much as we're talking about Justin Verlander, I think it's for the Astros, too. The mentality is we've got yeah. we've got arguably our ace on there. We know the history in the postseason. But at the same time, it is Justin Verlander. He comes in with a pedigree that you anticipate winning the game when he's in. And then you look at the matchup. As good as Noah Syndergaard can be, and as good as he's had a couple of outings against the Astros, mm-hmm. these guys understand that they're only going to have to maybe face him one time through the order, and then they're right. going to see some of these arms out of the bullpen, and hopefully that leans towards the Astros going out there putting together some great at-bats, because you need to recognize, even as good as that bullpen's been for the Phillies, it's still the bullpen. It's still guys you should go out there and beat, and those guys are going to be in some high-leverage situations. Hopefully they can put enough pressure on them and have learned enough in the first four games to to go exactly. out there and compete and be able to put good at bats on these guys and create some traffic and some pressure on them. Exactly. I think that's the best point uh, of all of it is that they've seen these guys now. You know, they've been through pretty much all yeah, of Yeah, the comfort relievers. level will rise when you face them a little bit more. You're right. You would hope so. All right, Blummer, what do you think tonight? What's your call? Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a little bit tighter game, but I think eventually the Astros do have you know a couple of those innings where they do burst for maybe two, three runs. They put up some crooked numbers and kind of create some pressure and uh, force Rob Thompson maybe to get uncomfortable with some of the guys he brings in. And at the same time, I think Verlander is going to go out there and pitch just good enough to qualify for that W and get that first uh, ba- first I almost said first big league win, first World Series win and bring this thing home 3 to 2 for the Astros in game 6. All right. Well, it's a huge game. Obviously, every game is huge. Um, what else can you say about it? Uh, we'll obviously be back after uh, game 5 tomorrow to discuss it and hopefully talk about an Astros win and now they're coming back to Houston with two games to close it out on the home field, which would be you know, pretty spectacular. Um, thanks to everyone for listening and for watching. If you're on YouTube, thanks to uh, Bet Online for their sponsorship. Always, um, obviously, give us a follow, drop us a comment, hit the like and subscribe button everywhere. Um, and hey, man, maybe not another no-no tonight, but uh, <laughs> but let's let, let's get out there and get after it because there's nothing more that I want to see this this weekend than the Astros grabbing that trophy on the field at Minute Maid, surrounded by Houstonians going out of their damn minds. Yep, Uh, we talked about it. The the photo opportunities and the party are going to be worth it. 
It's going to be something. All right, you guys, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Go Astros. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.